You know what my hot take is on death? What? First of all, why are you set up like a fucking DJ? <laughs> Christina has like 11 laptops surrounding her. I have two, everyone. And like four pairs of headphones. <laughs> and she's, it looks like she's ready to, you know, kick off the, uh, yeah, kick off, uh, uh, what's that, what's the Lollapalooza? Oh, is that, is that what it's called? I don't know. Is that what it's The festival. What a, yeah, that's a band festival, though. They don't no, have DJs What's a DJ? There. Is there a DJ festival? Like I'm sure there is. Fire? I, I don't know. Well, fire festival. That, oh. How'd that work oh, out? That did not work out well, <laughs> yeah. but we should do an episode about yeah. the fire festival. That's that right. would be hilarious. There would be people to drag and also celebrate that guy who was ready to give a blowjob to get water. Yeah. I'm I mean, here for it. Water <laughs> is life. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Extemporaneous. This is a podcast where I come up with an idea, I do some research, I grab a bottle of wine, I bring everything to Mark, and he pontificates. Tonight's episode is the first in a multiple episode arc, although they are not going to be contiguous necessarily, about death. We are going to tonight look at what death is and also talk about some ritual and things that happen around death historically. We appreciate you coming and listening to us each week. Thank you very much for doing that. Our link tree will be in the episode notes, so please come and follow us on our Facebook page, on Instagram. We are doing lots of fun things on TikTok, everyone. That's quickly becoming my main form of (laughs) entertainment on social media. Um, And we have a Twitter, too, that Mark every now and then tweets on. So we... (laughs) (laughs) So we really appreciate you coming and listening to us each week. If you like us, we would appreciate it if you'd share us with a friend. Hi, Mark Snedeker. Hi, Christina LaRusso. Mark, tonight we're talking about death. Wow, that sounds fun, Christina. I'm glad we're doing that. (laughs) It's going to be interesting. Wow. It doesn't always have to be fun. It does for me. It can just be interesting. Um, Okay, so tonight we're talking about death. Give me a hot take. Just off the top of your head. Just- Death is bad. It should never happen to anybody. Oh, my God. You should just get on a ship at the Grey Havens and sail off to the Undying Lands. Wow. Yeah. How do you feel about that? That sounds poetic. And Tolkien, yes. <laughs> um, no, I mean, death is, you know, it's just one of the things that happens to us at the end of the life cycle, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, I mean, it's different for everybody. Everybody has a different way of dealing with it. And to me... They're pretty much all fine, except for like cannibalism, maybe. And honestly, <laughs> I don't really have that big of a problem with cannibalism. Well, especially if you're like on a lifeboat and starving. Oh, to well, death. yeah. Clearly, you eat your, you know. Or like crashed in the Andes. Yeah, and you're the getting eaten. Team. Yeah, you're getting eaten. Here's the rule of thumb, I think. Wait till they stop moving and then eat them? No. Oh. Don't get onto a plane with a group of soccer players. Yeah. Because you know that's going to end badly. Or right? like a moderately famous musician. Or famous musicians. Oh, yeah. There you go. Good idea. Or any any of the Kennedys. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. So, death. What is death? Tell me what death is. <sighs> death I mean, there's a scientific is, term for it. Do you want to give it a good? Death is the, and this here's the important part of death. Mm-hmm. Because people say, oh, it's when your heart stops beating. Well, no, it's not. Because your heart can stop beating and then start back up, right? Mm-hmm. It's when brain activity ceases. Well, right. not necessarily. It is the irreversible cessation. That's right. Fancy medical terms. What's up? Yes. The irreversible cessation of bodily functions, right? Mm-hmm. So your heart doesn't beat, your brain ain't working, blood's not coursing through your veins, you're not breathing, and you can't get better. That's death. Have That's you ever it. have you ever seen someone die? Uh nope. I avoid it at all costs. Mm-hmm. I had opportunities probably to see it and I was like, "You know what? 
I'm going to take a Pasadena on that because I don't really need to see that. Now, I've seen it on in like film, like videos and stuff. You're like, oh, that guy definitely died in that video. Like, uh, there's one where this guy was. Mark, like, are you watching snuff films? No, what the but fuck? well, I mean, not intentionally. But there's, <laughs> sometimes you accidentally see snuff films. What can you do? So there was a guy who was like on top of this giant statue somewhere in Europe, and they were like, all these people were like climbing around, and he was trying to take a selfie, slipped, and fell. I'm like, oh. That guy super just died right there. It was like 40, 50 feet. It was something horrible. Oh. So the lesson is don't climb things and take don't selfies. Take stupid selfies. Yeah. I've seen those videos where like people are, or like I've seen the selfie where they're like out on the thing and they get the selfie, but then, they, then they tumble fall. off the cliff. Yeah. It's like, what are you even it's doing? It's really not worth it. You didn't even have time to post it. Mark. <laughs> oh my God. Exactly. Yeah. You didn't get all the follows. On, yeah. On you got no Insta. likes. <laughs> you got no follows. Some other guy who was filming you taking the selfie <laughs> oh gets all the clout. <laughs> oh my God. And all you get is death. Okay, so oh, I, and by the way, I should mention that you know, although Christina probably disagrees, for me, death is the end. There's no resurrection. There's no afterlife. There's no ghosts. There's no rebirth. It's just it. Now you're done, I, and that's fine. I I don't know the answer to that. Right, but I do. Well, because you're an atheist, you think you know. No, I definitely know. No, I think that, how do you definitely know that? Because there's no reason to believe anything else. All I am saying, and we've had multiple times debates about religion. We have. The thing is, I I don't know that there is no higher power. I don't understand how those things work. And I don't think that humans right now in the place we are scientifically have all the answers. We just don't know. And I think for anyone to say, I know for a fact that this is true or not true is um hubris. So um for me, my epistemological take on things is if you don't have sufficient reason to believe something, you disbelieve it, right? I don't have sufficient reason to believe in mermaids or unicorns. Oh, there was that, there was that. No. Yes. Stop. There was that, that. There are no unicorns. Not, there are no not mermaids. unicorns, but about mermaids, there was that one. No, it was like, like a mockumentary, but yeah, it was very scary yeah. and oh, weird. Oh, well, okay. So for me, if you, if there's not sufficient reason to believe something, you just say it doesn't exist because there's no reason to say that it does. Okay, that's fine. But you don't know that for a fact. That's just how I you do feel. Know it for no, a fact. you that's how you that's feel. That's how we know facts. No. You, you you know facts because you feel them? Well, because you have no no, because I Because I've, you have a gut Because instinct. I've thought about it and I have no reason to believe anything differently. And that's fine. That's that how facts work. That doesn't mean that you're right and there's but, no other but, alternative. But I am right. <laughs> no, <laughs> yes, you don't I know definitely that. Am. You definitely don't know. That. I will bet you any amount of money. Well, we'll never know because who oh, knows? Well, exactly. You know why we'll never know? Because nobody will ever come back and tell you. You know why? Because it's the end. I, you don't My know friend. that. No, you don't know that. No, no you can't I say do. that for sure. No. You can't say that for sure. I am you as sure as sure that. can be. You may say whatever you want to say, and that is your truth. But that doesn't mean that that is actually the truth, because you are not, of course the boss of the world but i should be <laughs> i mean so all right so death is the you know cessation of bodily function and all the rest what i would like to talk about is i asked you the question have you ever seen someone die no i definitely and haven't. i have i know you have and that's and i will tell be you difficult. it is a very frustrating experience okay i believe that it, it's a very you you have absolutely no control over it and if right. it's someone that you care about obviously it's terrible because you you don't want that person to die. No. Um, you, I, do you think that is sometimes just a very selfish desire? Oh, well, on the one hand, 
you are when someone's very very ill and they're dying that way. Right. Uh, now I've seen people die from illness. I haven't seen someone die from like a, a hatchet wound, like an unexpected axe murder, or right. like <laughs> or like a car crash or something. Like, right. like thank God, I've yeah. not. I've not. Well, you probably have actually. You just didn't see it up close, right? You've seen car crashes. You're like mm, somebody definitely died in that. No, I I try not to look at car crashes. On right, because you're trying to keep traffic flow going. Well, Good I'm just pr- trying that's not the right to see priority. anything. I'm not trying no, to see the anything. No, the right close. priority is to keep traffic flowing. Stop slowing but down, also, people. But also, it's not fun to be gawking at people who are some, in misfortune. For some people, they can't help it. But so I, I have seen people die of illness, and mm-hmm. it is on the Dreadful. one on the one hand, if you love them, you are praying to whatever you believe in. Like you're right. just saying over and over again, just raw, go, go. Yeah. Just it's okay, yeah, go, because you don't want them suffering, and they are they're they're it, it it's not. It's hard to explain. I have a quick question I don't know how much suffering they're actually experiencing. Yeah, that's right. Because, you know, a lot of times pain centers will shut down. You know, you're dissociated from your body a bit, I think. Yeah, they definitely shut down. And the dying process, let me please tell you this, happens before long week, a week at least or two before the actual death. Where you're like, I'm definitely going to die. What my experience has been is that people turn into themselves. They stop stop really uh, communicating too much with the outside world. They get very... They're very introspective. They're very in themselves. They turn inward. Um, and that's hard because if you're someone that cares right, you about want them, to you want to be able them. to interact. And they, yeah. they have no time for it at, at the end. And that's just a sign of it. You know, do, you they're think, just, do you think it's an important part of the process to give them permission to go? Yeah. Oh, I do. I definitely do. Because I think that there are some people who, who try and hold on. Yeah, uh, because they have they feel like they have unfinished business, or they feel like they've let people down. And they don't want to make people sad, and or they don't want to. Well, and they and and they just don't. Uh, my my late partner passed away of brain cancer, and one of the last things he said to me when I I said to him, we you know we've we've got to put you in hospice now. Yeah. Um, which is obviously the, the that's right. The end. That's that's the end of the um, end, or and, beginning and he, of the end. And he knew that and he had already been essentially in hospice at our home. Right. And I said to him, Hey, um, you know, it's, I've got we've got to put you we've got to put you in hospice. Yeah. And he said to me, I don't want to let anyone down. I don't want people to think I didn't try hard enough. And I thought, oh my god, you know, yeah, he tried not harder our... than anybody right. I ever saw. But that's what I mean is where the, the, where people get hung up on that. Like they say, they say to themselves, "I haven't tried hard enough, or I haven't done enough to try and save myself." There was right. no, he wasn't saving himself. Right, he had brain it was just cancer. lingering. And yeah. he so so he uh you know so so what there was a certain point there where everybody was giving him permission and just saying it's okay yeah. because you, you want know. him to stop suffering. You don't want this, and that is know. another thing. Death is right. It is the end of pain. It's the end of suffering. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't think that we always have to look at it as a negative. It was a negative in his case because he was 53 years old. Yeah. So, but he, um, but he was also at the end uncomfortable and he wasn't the person that he would ever want have anybody to have seen him being. Yeah. And so you just, you, you do have to give people permission, I think at the end. And, and, and so there's the part of you that's like, yes, it's okay. It's okay. But then there's that part of you like, that's very no, hang on because selfish, I want another day. A, 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 that that is like I can't believe I'm never gonna you yeah. know because you, you become extremely aware 
that you're n- never going to see this person again. That yeah. this is this is going to be it, this is and it. that's yeah. it, and you're never going to see them again. Then you're never going to have that relationship that you thought you were going to have. Uh, like all, uh, you, a lot of your enti- your narrative for the future goes away with that person. Of course, you know, you're so like now, whatever. you know, uh, my whole future is now. Just way like, different than I and not it, as great as I thought, thought it was going to be. Thought it was yeah. going to be okay. So, so I have seen that. But what is interesting about from a, from just a very um, looking at it from a ten thousand feet perspective, yeah, is that your body does this shutting down, and it's a very right. gradual shutting down. And I was mindful of it with my late partner, not as mindful when I watched my mother die, but I. But it still was the case. And and it kind of was from the bottom up. It was from the extremities in. Yeah. So, like, you could tell. <laughs> you can tell because. Because it, cause your body protects the core because that's the most important that's the most part. most important part. To the body. Right. Right. The most important part to the body is heart, lungs, brain. Yeah. That's where it's going to. It, and when it's running out of resources, that's what it's going to focus on. Yeah. It's going to, like, heart, lungs, brain. If the If the toes can't wiggle, we're fine with that for now. You know, we're going to we're going to protect the things we're going to basically protect the engine room. Now, do you feel like did you know because of external like monitoring or do you just knew? No. Well, he was in hospice. Yeah. Uh, Both of them were in hospice. My mom. I watched my mom die and I watched my late partner. die, And both of them were in hospice. And so they had there was no external. So they weren't like alarms going off or anything. (laughs) No, no. You just knew. Because they keep them very calm. But there's a there's a breathing change. Now, what they've done, what they've done with. In, in now is they give you like a decongestant because there's a thing called the death rattle, which is very real, which is really traumatic, which for is a you traumatic watching it. thing yeah. for kids to see or hear and for p- anybody who's watching. And then then the other thing that happens is your fingers it, like your your toes, your body gets cold from the bottom up. Yeah. So like your legs it's taking blood cold, away from yeah, those areas is. and concentrating on the core and right? your fingernails turn blue yeah and and it's you can see you can see it happening at a certain point and it's very um it's very hard because you want them to not suffer but you don't want them to be gone of course and you, and you just there's always this <laughs> hope dies hard you yeah. just you kind of always like think maybe yourself, oh my god some miracle turn could it around happen. yeah like yeah. oh my god and there was no way yeah. there was no way in the case of either of them that it could have been turned around but what I, my point here is not to belabor the point, but my point is, is that it is a very, it is a process and it is not just days. It is months probably. Right. In a um, lot of cases. In, unless in it's illness, unless super it's super traumatic. fast, unless yeah. it's a, you know, like some kind of like you get a heart attack at night and right. you just die or whatever. Now, one of the things that I think is interesting is the question of whether or not for the survivor, it is better to have someone die quickly or to die over time. So I had a parent... Go each way. My when my mother passed, she got pneumonia. She had had lung problems for you know ever, and eventually she got pneumonia and just never got better. Mm-hmm. Right, and you get that thing where she's in the hospital. They're like, "Oh, here, here's a positive sign." Like it always seems to be like a recovery before the end to give you some hope, and then it just takes it away. Right, it's like. Oh, yeah, well, her vitals are a little bit better today. She's looking good. You know, we're somewhat optimistic. About, and then they just die. Yeah, sometimes that happens where there's like a rally. There's a rally, and then they're like, mm, and, a lot and of your times, body's like, mm, nope, maybe nope. not. This is just the amount of time for you yeah, to talk just, to people yeah, and say your Yeah, I just need some last... energy to say bye, and then um, peace out. Yeah. 
And then my dad went to sleep. Yeah. Like super un- un- unexpected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is exactly 100% how he wanted to go. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that I want to talk about around the concept of death is to look at what does burial ritual have to do with death? And what question. Does it, and what does it mean? Because death is one thing. Right. Because to your point, okay, let's say somebody dies and then there's just nothing. Yeah. So that the that dead body is just a dead body at that Correct. point. And nothing happens, but the people who are left behind are like, well, right. what Funerals, are they gonna do? Just like kick him to the curb. Right. Funerals are for the living. They're not for the dead. The dead don't care. And let's say even if there is an afterlife, why would they care, right? It's just an empty shell at this point. Well, it depends on the religion. Right. But for me, funerals are for the living. It's for, it allows the people who have survived this person to have a structured way of saying goodbye, putting him or her to rest, and, you know, assuaging whatever religious, you know, instincts they have. Right. Okay. So there are some people that feel the way that you do. And many who don't. And 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 the majority of people do not feel that way. But the majority of people that don't feel that way are usually the survivors. Well, they might because some for, do, for a long for sure. time Catholics believed you had to have an intact body right. so that you could then be resurrected in your intact, Spoiler intact alert, body. Once you put your body in the ground, it's it's not going to be intact for long. Okay? So, but the, but it, you know, so that's why they were initially against uh, the cremation. I think that there is a lot to be said for what people do afterwards. Sure. So, and in fact, and this is an important part to, or important thing to say, is that archaeologists, when they're looking at the remains of prehistoric humans mm-hmm. or hominids or Neanderthals or Prior to that, they look to see what, you know, they look to see where is their symbolism. Right. And that's a bit of a a judgment regarding their intelligence level. uh, Well, their humanity. With their humanity. Right. Because if they do some, if they show some care towards their dead, that's usually regarded as a sign that they're more human than than not. If they show, if they show the capacity for symbolic. Right. It's not really symbolic thought. It's for abstract thought, right? Because if you're you if you're invoking symbolism, whatever that symbolism is, right? So if it's the symbolism could be writing, it right. could be music, it could be art. These right. are all the symbolic things: art, music, if writing. If you're looking for a symbol for me, I don't know. Like the Prince glyph is a pretty good one. Ornamentation, um, music, uh, language, and narrative. Right. But then they also look at like rituals, yeah. and and you can't. In fossil records, you or you know, like bones that you find that they may right. dig up, you can't find out what songs they were singing. In right. in these case, in in right. these really Sadly. prehistoric because cases, because they could have had some fucking well, top forty hits. You do not know. No, when I no don't one, know. No one can know. Who knows? We can what know the... about things like ornamentation sometimes. Right. So like sometimes they'll like be they shell them, necklaces. Like the, yeah, or the Neanderthals who. Buried them with flowers. Uh, but that one was actually fake. Then disproven. God damn it! I know you're. Fuck I know you, which Neanderthals, one you're, you no, heartless bitches. No. I think that now scientists, archaeologists, are tending towards the belief that Neanderthals did do symbolic they burial. They were pretty ritual. human. They really I mean, were. They I were mean, banging is, humans. They were. Or humans which, were banging them. Probably well, that's more both? likely. No, yeah. that's more likely. That I mean, Neanderthals were... were way stronger than us, though. So if anybody's right, banging but, anybody, you know what I'm saying? No, I. But we were handier and. 
<laughs> we'd like subdue them with tools <laughs> with wit <laughs> we'd have, like <laughs> like all right so here's the thing check out this hatchet that i made give me some <laughs> she, he's like this give me the d he's he's no he's like this hey baby hey, watch baby. me watch me flint watch nap. it yeah watch 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 me watch me make fire okay or as the they said fire. or they said in one of my favorite movies atra <laughs> quest for quest fire, for fire. That's right. atra atra oh. they always talk like that i don't know why oh atra atra i'm like why because they were the very they were very excited I know. Like, about bro, everything it's just fire you make fire like a hundred thousand times <laughs> no they needed the, uh, the fire went atra. out they i know needed, they're like atra. they needed lightning again I know. They were like, we're gonna go search the earth for lightning <laughs> so as i mentioned before there are all these symbolic things that right. people do you can't tell if they were singing you can't tell i know you can't tell if they had burial like if they had like processions or anything you like know what? that you know be but awesome? you can tell if they took care of the dead right because they would with do some kind of reverence with or some kind of reverence care. and it would be not just like not just like kicking them into a hole because right. they might stink Which is up what the I joint. Would do. Yeah, it's t- they're talking about doing things like Wrapping burying them, them with in with grave goods. Yeah, um, because why right. else are you putting useful tools? Tools. Like, Og made some great hammers. Let's just put it in the grave with him. But like, that would be like now burying somebody with their car. Yeah. All right. So archaeologists are very interested in figuring out when humans started burying. They're dead. At, at the moment, the best candidate for the oldest known burials of modern humans comes from Esku and Kafsa, caves in Israel. These All are right. these are two Always in the fucking Levant. Well right? It is. It's the breadbasket. I know the breadbasket of the early civilization. This so is correct. The okay. Levant. So the, where people the crescent of life. So they people the fertile crescent, believe, as they would say. They, they they appear to have been doing burials with ochre and other grave goods. I have a question. Guess how many years ago? Oh, I don't know, 30, 40 years ago? Hundred thousand years ago. Whoa. What is ochre? I think it's a rock. There's a rock that's ochre? Ochre is an earthy pigment containing ferric oxide, typically with oh, clay. There you go. So it's like rust. Yeah, varying from light yellow to brown or red. All right. Well, now we know. Ochre is most commonly defined by archaeologists as any iron-rich rock that can be used as a pigment. So wow, I was right. You were 100%. Good job. Yes. Nice work. There's another older hominin who has been discovered. Or hominid. Hominin. There is an older one than this group in Israel that is yeah. in, in, in Africa. Okay. And they are called. Uh, Israel is not in Africa. What are you talking about? I know. I said. Oh, these older than the Israel one is yeah, in Africa. Yeah, is in Africa. Homo. Oh, my God. I'm like, what happened to geography? Homo nalidi. Nalidi? Homo nalidi. Now. Is it N-L-I-D-I? N. A-L-E-D-I. Nalidi. Okay. Okay, so Homo Nalidi that has caused some con- has caused some consternation. Consternation in the, the uh archaeological community because they have been uh they, there's a cave where there was a discovery. Now this is interesting. And and we're gonna get into this a little bit. Everyone, stick with me. So we have this group of, of bones that was found. And what they've done is they've gone into a cave and then they went, oh, there's a little offshoot to the cave. Okay. So someone decided they're going to crawl into. Who are these archaeologists, by the uh, way? They're brave, Fuck, I non-claustrophobic humans. Non-claustrophobic <laughs> people. So they climb through this and it's a very narrow. It's like 20 centimeters around. 
that they someone decided to crawl through that hole and they went up and they found in and and there's like some vertical climb as a part of it and then Jesus they, they get into this little I feel claustrophobic right now. They get into this little cavern and they start excavating. Yeah. How would they have even known to do this? But at what at any rate they find this cache of bones. And is it so, an ossuary? This is what they su- suggest. They say, well, this must be a graveyard. Right. Because they're, they're taking bones up into there and they're, tran- they're right. putting the bones in there. I'm and they're guessing far that away it wasn't from, like, 20 centimeters 100,000 years ago. Maybe not. Well, so now that's the... So he, that's exactly what has started to happen is that people have started to look into it and they have said, well, what are the other options? Right. So what they... what The the, the uh, original guy who discovered this cache is, is from the University of Wisconsin-Madison and he said... You know, it's clear that they took their dead and hauled their dead into this weird little area right. because they didn't want that dead Ness. group yeah. to be around. Yeah, because the they living. start to stay. They smell. Yeah, and they could be. You know, obviously, it's not healthy to be around a dead rotting but, body. But it is somewhat ritualistic to put them all in the same place, right? Okay. They could just throw them out. You know, down the wherever they could just push them. Yeah, Yeah, if they don't care, like what do animals do? Like wolves don't go and dig a hole for them. You know, uh, they're dead and they move on, right? Yeah, exactly. Fido died. So we got shit to do. Bye. (laughs) So, so originally, this is like a very exciting discovery because this pushes pumped. Okay, they say, well, what does this mean to the humanness? Because these were clearly not humans; they had very small brains. Right. They they say, okay, maybe this is a well. This is obviously a graveyard, and this pushes the date for humanness way back, or you know, or can we also call that humanity? Maybe. Is that a different thing? Well, I don't know. Well, now people have come in and they're trying to punch holes because, of course, that's what you do. Yeah. And the thing is, is that when I first read this, I thought to myself, "Mm, this reminds me of that famous case where people were finding... Uh, they found a whole cache of bones and they found the skulls, mainly the skulls, and the skulls had puncture wounds in them. Yeah, because that's how they fucking died. And, and because and and all of the skulls that were found in this cache had these puncture wounds and they were like, "Wow, this must have been like human sacrifice." And look at look at what these people were doing. Or they got bit by a saber-toothed tiger or which something. Which is in what they ended up discovering. Oh, really? <laughs> which is that's what right. they ended up Guess discovering. Guess what? Didn't take I took like one archae uh, one anthropology class in college <laughs> and I just figured out the whole thing. Right. So just sitting here at a podcast so what, what, with no research. What people have said is that okay, well maybe it wasn't really burial, it was really just Bitiness. maybe maybe yeah. some people crawled up in that hole and couldn't get back out. Yeah, and they died of like, natural uh, causes. So, Og, we're going to ask you and uh, 20 of your closest friends to climb up into this hole and just see what's up in this. Well, it doesn't look that stable. Oh, it'll be fine. And then, you know, half an hour later, oh, they can't get the back tunnel out. Cl- collapsed on Og. Yeah. Well, people will look back on this and say that we really cared about our dead. So <laughs> or, we're cool or, with that. Or it was a bigger, it was an animal that, that there was a bigger hole at the time and an animal right. dragged them up to eat them in private. You Possible, know what I mean? That, that could yeah. be, there's lots of, Or lots it was a of, bigger hole at the time and then they got like um, cave gases or whatever, you whatever, know, like, like you never know. People. All right. So over the course of history. Yes. Death has been interpreted in many different ways by many different yes. cultures. All of them wrong. So it can be something horrible. It can be a fulfillment of a lifelong goal. It can right. be an honor to die. We've talked a little bit about that. And maybe the last great adventure 
to right you because because you just don't know. Like you I don't mean, know. you really don't know. Do you remember the scene in um F- Field, of, Field Dreams. of Dreams? Yeah, and James Earl Jones is he's crossing that line. I always thought that it was symbolic of him dying, and he goes into the he goes into the field with the baseball players. Yes, and he's like, "This is Ray." There was a reason they chose me, just as there was a reason they chose you in this field. Why? I gave an interview. What What interview? What are you talking about? The one about Ebbets Field, one that charged you up and sent you all the way to Boston to find me. There is something out there, Ray. And if I had the courage to go through with this, what a story it'll make. I've got to do this. This I've is got my to, last adventure. I've got to see what's out I there. i got to see what kind of you know ball games they're playing. Yeah, what's happening out there? So, yes, it, it can be seen as the last great adventure. It's the next phase of what we have to do on this planet or off this planet, I guess. Or off this planet in some right. other in some other realm. There's no actual evidence of any of that, but, you know, some people believe it. When you do get to a point where you're seeing people being buried. Yes. And actually there are grave goods put in with them and right. there are there so so there's there's They're being the, buried in their Cadillacs. So there's a certain amount of conspicuous consumption in that because you're burying useful materials. Right. You're putting that so away. So you're saying, look, we're so fucking rich, we can bury useful tools with these dead. Right. Days. Like I mean, think about the for instance, if you think about the amount of gold that has been oh, buried. Oh my god, the Egyptians alone <laughs> have buried half the world's gold <laughs> supply only to have it stolen 100 years later, but whatever. So but that's interesting to think about, is that the idea that people will take goods... Yeah, and, and just basically throw them away. And essentially, that still happens today. Oh, I know. There are people that get... Look, dr- it's They have their watches as, on, they all, have their wedding rings. It's expensive as fuck to bury someone. Like you said, conspicuous consumption. We spend a lot of money getting rid of dead bodies. Yeah. I mean, that has not been the case always. I mean, people th- yeah, that can they were afford smarter no, before us. People that can afford to do it, yes. So let's talk about now that we're talking about funeral rites and burials, let's talk about some of the some of the things that happened historically around just funerals. I'm not talking about okay. I'm not talking now about death. Right. That's a different thing and we are going Although to Although it's very rude to have a funeral if the person has actually died. died. No, but yeah. I mean death and dying is a transition Correct. and then funeral is it and right. and I think that at a certain point in time death there may have always been ritual around death, the act of dying. Right. That's not clear and you can't see that in the burial record right. you can see that they had because if they're doing things around burial if they're putting grave goods in with you whatever besides being con- conspicuous consumption it is also a way of showing that you believe as a group that something is going to happen next that shows that there is some sort of eschatology in place and that's what that's one of the things that archaeologists look for and they say okay this is a symbolic culture these people were able to use symbols and think abstractly and they were able to think about not just the past they think about the past the present but also can imagine a future and in that future there's something else there's something more than what we have going on here ghosts and shit and we are the problem as far as we can tell we are the only species on the planet that is able to contemplate the great beyond what might be after death. So let's, let's go through some things. So Mesopotamia and Egypt, 
we know a lot about Egypt Again, because that is such Levant. a huge thing. Yeah. Right. Egypt was so, so impressive. They had the, probably some of the most, if not complex, showiest death rituals. Well, for of all time. elites. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, of course. If, uh, you know, if uh, Set, the uh, common laborer, falls off the pyramid and dies, <laughs> he gets a shallow grave by the side of the railroad type of thing, you know? All right. But. If the pharaoh dies, oh, he gets a fucking. Then we're pyramid. gonna spend some dollar dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> right? It's like you know this this like people just cascading money on. <laughs> All right, so Mesopotamia and Egypt, um, the people of Samaria and Babylonia believed that the souls of the departed went to the underworld, right? Which was a plane beneath the earth's surface. So right. everybody went to the underworld, right? Um, the dead were buried in the ground. Yes. So that they would have easy access. Right. You want to get them on their way. Um, they were also buried close. It's like close... driving them to the to the metro stop. Right. right. So they were also buried close to where they had lived so that their survivors could come and visit. Right. They okay. could bring offerings and food and beverages um, to. Which they never drank or ate. Well, but it was thought to appease the gods. It wasn't, oh. it wasn't really, you know, it's an, it's a, it's for, it ensures the, the deceased. Did they notice that the gods never came and ate the sandwiches that they left behind? I mean, <laughs> did they notice that at all? Well, they're just like, I mean, well, I'm sure the sandwiches got eaten, just not by the gods. Well, you More don't like know. I mean, they probably and scattered around. Um, okay. Cobras or whatever the kind of wildlife they have over there. So they were also buried with belongings that right. they might find useful in the right. afterlife. Egyptians almost the same exact practices with some notable differences. Do you feel like mummification so, is one of them? Do you feel like some Egyptians were kind of like, yes, these were his favorite goods, but like kept some really good, valuable shit behind. <laughs> what I think they did is they were like, these are his favorite goods. Yeah, they're all made out of brass. <laughs> and then and then they went and they were like, mm, two months later, it's yeah, like SpongeBob. It's like, it's like I would like minutes yeah, later, two, mi- two years later, <laughs> and they come and they like rob their they own. They rob the grave. They rob the grave. They're like, it's I remember like, you know what? That I think you're done with these. <laughs> take these two bracelets um, with me. So mummification. Oh, nice tiara. So they know. did mummification to prevent rotting and to prevent disease. Right. Um, um, and then they also Spoiler. used- Spoiler. Disease does not matter to the dead. And then- They well, don't no, but care. But to the living. Yeah, of course. Right. So so you did these things. You don't things. want rotting corpses they had practical, in your living room. Mark, they had practical- Outcomes, sort of, yeah. right? Like you mummify or you bury your dead because yeah. you you don't want to catch something, right? You're, but you also tell yourself, "I'm doing this because they're going to an afterlife." Right. So there's practical reasons for what they. You know do. what else is practical? Hmm. Burn them. Oh <laughs> I mean, my god. Well, yeah. I mean, here we get. We'll get to the Romans. Burn a nation. Well, yes. we'll get to the Romans in a minute. Um. So then, I mean, but you have like fancy burials for the royalty right. and then you have normal people being kind of buried um In ditches and to stuff. the on the western side of the Nile. Oh, is that where they put yeah. them? Um with and but they would have large funeral processions I guess for everyone. Yeah. Oh, that's um, nice at least. Greco-Romans. Yes. So the Greeks believed that the spirit left the body as a breath of air. All right. Um and the important thing was to get the body to the underworld as quickly as right. possible. So they just dropped them in like off of cliffs and stuff. <laughs> no, so the into body into the ocean. No. So they took their time though. They the body was anointed and what and, happened as quick as possible and wrapped in a shroud and a coin. Everybody knows this. Yeah, you give them a coin for a, the ferryman. For the ferryman, yeah. right? 
Um, and uh, so so this is the guy who's going to take them across the river. Right. So all these people, again, going to the underworld. How there's rich no, do you think that guy there's is? There's no concept of like there's a heaven and a hell. No, there's just, just, everybody just goes every, to the same place. Doesn't matter what kind of shit heel you were <laughs> in life. You get to go. But let me ask you this. How rich is that ferryman? And what is he spending his money on? Where I is he even know. shopping? Who knows? Is there like an, uh, an what undead is his name? Amazon? Do you know his name? No, uh, Cheros? Charon, I think. Charon? Charon? Yeah, yeah, probably. All right. So, um, in the real life, The river though, sticks. So, yes, they would go... So, this is what they thought was happening to the soul also that had left. Also an excellent band. But <laughs> they, they left that... The soul left the body, and then... But people in real life who were mourning these these people would have a body laid out, yeah. and they would come and visit that body. Yeah, and hug it and stuff. No, they would just it would just be a, a viewing of that body. And I think right. there's something psychological. This is not oh, my research. Yeah, that's the but I think that there's something part, right? psychological in being able to actually see a body. That's why a lot of these people who have missing children yeah. or ha you know, someone's they gone, don't have any clothes. They have no they have no proof. So there's always that like weird feeling I would like imagine. Maybe like, there's maybe an there's, outside chance they're, they're still, still alive. around. And that's honestly in a lot that of times probably horrifying. worse. Right? Yeah. yeah. Horrifying. Um so this is interesting, though. Before dawn, a day or two after the death, a funeral procession called the Ekphora would take place. And they would carry the deceased to either their final resting place for burial or a funeral pyre yeah. for release to the Olympian gods. So they would either bury them or they would cremate them. I feel like cremation is a better choice. I personally just ecologically. Yeah, right? I, I feel like I personally want that. I don't want my body in the ground rotting. I, I don't give a fuck, honestly. If you want to put me in a lunch sack and just you know leave me out for the <laughs> put pigeons. you in your jeep. Yeah, I don't get no. Don't put me in the jeep. Use the jeep. It's a good jeep. <laughs> it's a great jeep. All right, so um, paid Greeks, a lot of money for that. So they marked their graves. Okay. With tombs by by tombs columns known as steles, okay, um, or statues which were brightly painted. So really? I want, yeah, that's like brightly painted. That's statues. one thing I think we we forget about the ancient world is that we, it had to we, have been colorful. Yeah, we, we, we all think, we all it's think like, of it as like black and white, basically, but not like just white or marble. white marble. Yeah, or and just gr colors of gray. No, and whatever. not so. Yeah, they painted anybody shit. wants to really look at honestly, you want to look at a TV series that was was pretty accurate. Yeah. in terms of the, the history, Rome was it Xena Warrior Princess? No. Oh, Rome. That's Rome. A great. Great Rome. and it was very colorful. It is not just stark white. Everybody yeah. wearing white. If you haven't and seen else. that series, you can probably still watch it on HBO. We should do. Oh, maybe we that's what we could do a series on on, yeah. uh, on Rome. That would be yeah. so good. We could do. But that was like a that. very very good series. Okay, so Greeks placed a high value on immortality, as we all would. And I mean, they, yeah, if you can live forever, that's pretty pretty good thing to value. But they didn't think that you were going to live forever. They just the, the immortality came from remembering. Oh like, yeah, which, active like active remembrance. Which, by the your, way, your... is way more accurate than most religious beliefs. I think because I do believe I believe that that's the way we live on. Right? There's no like you're not you know you're not like a ghost. You're not in some kind of heavenly plane. But you do, in a sense, live on in the memory of your loved ones and family and enemies or whoever is thinking about you. And that's really what you leave behind. Yeah. Right? All right. So now Greeks did it kind of a low-key, classy way. Yeah, of course they did. Because they're Greeks. Because they're Greeks. That's why would, everybody wanted to be like them. And they would grieve, but not too violently. So no. it would be like, you know, classy grieving. Yeah. There's well, nobody like... I think that's the best way to grieve. The Romans... 
took it up a notch. Well, as why? they might, of course as they you, would. you might expect yeah. did the they, Romans. Did they rend their garments and <laughs> smear well, ashes on their face? Or? They just went extra. Yeah. So they they're did. Rome. Yeah, because they're they're Rome. I mean, there were in Greece there were there were public funerals and eulogies and right. things like that. Rome just is extra. So then you. I come to... not to bury Caesar, but to praise him. But to praise him. <laughs> By the way, I'm doing doing my uh, Basil, Basil Rathbone. R- Here we are, Mark, <laughs> voice. doing doing a, an impression and then quickly saying, "By the way." By the way, here's who I'm doing the impression of, in case you didn't recognize it. <laughs> um. So so we have the Romans who who do it. They do the same things as the Greek, but just right. to take it up a notch. Yeah, they're because they're extra. Probably they wore a lot of gold jewelry. No, no doubt. I hundred percent believe that they did. Um. Even the slaves in Rome, though, could expect to, they could raise themselves up because there was social mobility in Rome that right. didn't exist in Greece. And right. so then even slaves could pull together some kind of funeral. And and this is where I want to talk about Mary Beard. And I'll probably put in a little snip where yeah. she's talking about the Appian Way and all of the, the tombs that, are, that line that. And, yeah. and she goes and she reads the stories. This is the tombstone of the first man to be buried here. Scipio Barbatus, that means beardy Scipio. And it tells us a bit about his excellent qualities. He is fortis weir and sapiens. He's a strong, brave man, but he's clever, he's wise. This is quite strange. It says his appearance was equal to his weirtus. So his appearance was as good as his virtue. He really looked the part. He cut a dash. Wow. I mean, they, they really cared about sharing those life stories, which is in line with the idea of keeping the memory alive. Right. Without, you know, you, they didn't, you know, they had an idea of an afterlife, but really the Romans. It was were kind of like, bullshit though, and, right? And I mean, because, the, because their focus was really more on this life. Which than, as it should be. Okay. But understand that Christianity takes root during the Roman times. I know. And they fucked that shit up. No. Here's why. Because there was a whole segment of society that felt totally disenfranchised and disconnected from the government. Uh, let's, let's jump over to the Celtic world. Whoa. What the hell are those guys up All to? Right, so the They're ke- cutting mistletoe. They're so dancing the ke- naked <laughs> around stones. They have blue paint on their yeah, That's what a pick. The, the, um, woad. The Celtic world spanned the British Isles and yeah. also a lot of what is now France initially. Yeah. Franconia. Um, and yeah. some parts of Germany. Frank, yeah. And, Germania. Um, Germania. So a re- the early, early Celtic culture is called the Urnfield culture. Never heard of it. No, but here Good you are. Good information, though. Um, and that is because they were cremated and then buried in urns. Oh, urn, you are, I was like E-R-N, no, <laughs> U-R-N, <laughs> field. The, um, during the Bronze and Iron Ages, Hallstatt culture developed, and- um, Well, who the hell is that? They show the roots of burial practices of the cults. I'm glad that you asked. Thank you, you're welcome. Um, They all traded with Greece, and they buried their dead with some personal items, Um, some very valuable, obtained in the trade. So, even, so what, consider what, that. What, but, let, okay, hold on. What constituted valuable in that early Celtic civilization? Like, was it like a piece of mistletoe? No, 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 Mark. It was would it be, like a, it would be a, a, a like stone some kind sickle? Of, it would probably be like some kind of jewelry 
or some kind of stone that yeah. they that stone. they got. No, but a, a a gem, a gem. Oh, okay. You know, or some kind of special pottery. What did they, they even have, have been... there? Did, what what were their what were their natural resources like? Where limestone? In, well, Mark, they were able to make. This is the Bronze Age. They were able to do. They were able to craft bronze goods. Well, bronze I mean, is worth dick. Mark, but in that day and age, it was important. <laughs> Okay. God, don't don't be like. Are that. Are you angry for the Celts I on their behalf? I feel on like their behalf, I am. But so so they you would feel like tr- I'm not being respectful enough to no, the Celtic tradition. No, but I feel like you're making it harder on me than it needs to be. Uh, so wah, wah, wah. all right, so they they were able to trade, and some of the grave goods that they were buried with were things that showed that they were trading. Did you know what my job is in this podcast? Mm, to make jokes. It was what was I doing just there? Making jokes. Is that my job? All right. So the Hallstatt culture, who who followed the Urnfield Hallstatt, culture, yeah, uh, laid their dead out in carts with earthly valuables and food. Wouldn't that be stanky? Then they had a large feast in honor of the dead. Okay. Did they? They didn't eat the dead though. The a play. There was a place laid at the table for the dead. Right. Which I guarantee they never ate. Everybody sang poems. Said. Good. You know, like ch- chanted elegies. Um, Did and... they do like the Gilgalad or Gilgamesh? Gilgalad, right, right. Yeah. So Gilgamesh, elegies, elegies whatever. were 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 whatever, like sung Epic in their in their honor. Right. Yeah. Okay. So um, the bur- body was often burned at that point. Good. After yes. the feast, and Good then idea. they were placed in urns and buried. And then afterwards, family and friends would memorialize the dead by placing a stone at the site. And so then you get So some that's of the these... first gravestone? Yeah. Now look, um, well, not the first one because remember, what the, the Greeks, Greeks were like doing steles and, or... and they were doing... What's the difference but between look, what here the... I'm showing oh, yeah. you a picture, an image of the yeah. Celtic headstones. Very Christian. Let's what? talk about the Hindus. All right, but... Okay, so so this is pre this is, right. Okay, so the Hindus uh, ideally it takes place a funeral almost immediately by dusk or dawn, whichever comes first on the day. Like of they're the death. so immediate. It's like I'm not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> like yes, he is. I'm getting better. No, he's not. And they hit him over the head. <laughs> um, like we just got to make him sure he's fresh. So they the, so Hinduism is a broad term and covers a lot of re- regional practices. That share common threads. All right. Uh, I don't know what that means, but good. So the body is not important in this, in I this agree. society. And so it's just a vessel for the soul. The soul is the thing in Hinduism that then goes on and is reincarnated. And where do they keep that? Uh, it's in your body, and then it comes out of your body when you die. Like poop. Mark! Gross! Well? So when a when a person would die in that culture... They're a priest and also their family would preside over the okay. the ritual. Um, and so there would be anointment with oils and right. incense. What and... is the fascination with oils? What do you think that's all about? To me, I, I think that there's, Just there's makes a... Makes them smell better? No. Well, that could be that. I there's, think that's, I think that's it part is. of it. Yeah. But I also think that there's a tactile element to it where they, where are, they touch the dead they're, body. They're and, able to and, commune with the body right. and they... And that's I the cleansing that. part too, right? I don't know, and it's cleansing because Be- the oils well, they, are cleansing. Well, because a lot of people clean the body right afterwards. Right, the body was the bathed. body doesn't care. The body was bathed. Even yeah. these people who don't care about the body, the body was bathed, yeah. washed, wrapped in a cloth, and cremated. Yeah. Um, yeah so, now, by the way, again, living well, you don't have to wash me if you don't want to. In in Throw in, me away. in cases in in the Hindu culture, waste there management certain cases, Tuesdays. Just put me in oh the bin. God. In <laughs> certain cases, with the Hindu burials yes. or cremations, right? Do you know what happened? No, how would I know? You, I don't do any research. All right. 
the wives or servants would climb up onto the funeral pile. Well, that seems really dumb. Look, I know they did that. Also, Egyptians, I think, did that a little bit. Like, oh, let's just kill some of my servants oh, and leave yeah. them in the tomb Chinese, as well. Chinese, I think, did that as yeah. well. That is fucked up. Um, Norwegians, um, Vikings did yeah. that too. It's like, 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 oh, certain people yeah, would say, um, yeah, "I volunteer yeah. to die." Ingvar with that guy. would throw herself on the pyre. Jesus, right? It's like a lot. Look, I watch Vikings. By the way, great series. Another one. Another if one. you haven't watched Vikings on the History Channel, I was trying to think of like good uh, TV Ragnar shows and movies Wolfbrook. where they they showed. Death, burials right and um and vikings I, is a good vikings one. is a good one because they show that one actually i thought it was hilarious oh, the fake one where the, well no not oh, the fake he's one trying, where he's like, trying shoot to the shoot the arrow, arrow to start the yeah, thing to on do fire, the fire of the, uh, <laughs> and then he can't he keeps and he's missing. like miss 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 and somebody's like oh, oh for fucking fuck's douche. sake and, he's and like, he just boom so the hindus gather then the ashes and they get thrown into the Ganges, yeah. river yeah. after cre- cre- cremation. And the family would then enter a mourning period of about 12 days. Wow. It seems like a lot. Uh, no. By the way, uh, 12 living days. will, four hours. That's all I <laughs> oh asked for. Oh, my God. That's not how that works. <laughs> That's what I'm asking for. No. I'm saying give me four hours of mourning, then get on with your life. Watch whatever you want on Netflix. Eat, Get some five guys, whatever you want to do. So after the mourning period, there came a feast commemorating. Oh, yes. Five guys. So, That's what I'm talking so, about. So yeah, everybody got together and had some If there are not cheeseburgers at my wake, I will be very angry and I will haunt you for eternity. All right. So in the Americas. So oh. This is, this is wow, the, we've really fast forwarded here. No, this is the Americas, the, the oh, prehistoric, oh, the yeah, indigenous like the, peoples. Uh, All yes, right. Those people. So North and South America. The ones America, we slaughtered and killed. Yeah. Developed th- their own practices, as right. you might expect. Hey. So they have their their own funeral practices. Hey. They still they s- don't mostly fire. They do some still the some stuff today, um, in Native American nations. What and, do they do? All right, so they believe that the soul would leave the body, but with with the help of rituals. So you have to right. do certain things. That's right. So you have to. It's almost like a birthing ritual. Right? It is actually. I know. I like that. How insightful wow, is that? That's very insightful. Thank you. All right. The prevailing belief was that it takes four days for the soul to fully leave the body. Right. And to rise up to happiness. And you need some kind of soul midwife. Um, right? So there are a variety of, of things that happened. And it was regional, but they 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 all kind of had this this tradition. Right. Um, so for for the Sioux, for instance. Okay. Um, they waited a year to bury the dead. Oh, wow. So they would- That's very bold. Store the bodies in their finest clothes inside hollow trees. Oh, somewhere. You got to keep them somewhere. On the other God's hand, sake. the Ojibwe would um, bury them immediately. I feel like Ojibwe got it a little bit more correct. <laughs> so um, the Iroquois had had mourning wars. This is it really wow. interesting. I didn't know about this. Yeah. And th- you know what? I would like some wars to be fought so on my behalf. warriors would die, and then the, the group, the would warrior group- Would just go out and group, kick some ass? They'd go and raid a, 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 a village. Right. Uh, amending my living will- I would like, yes, uh, whatever the cheapest option is, but definitely raid a nearby village. They would then take- I want you guys to beat some ass they would take on my behalf. They would on take a captive who yeah. would then replace the person that they had That's lost. That's right. In the- like, so then Central not. America was dominated by Maya and Aztec culture? Yeah. They're just like, all we want you to do is just die, bro. <laughs> we want maximum blood. <laughs> we want death. We want you screaming no, for eternity. They believe that's human sacrifice. Yes. So that's, that's different. This is when people just died. They did similar things to the Egyptians. Also, they oh, built similar because they had the pyramids. Which is interesting. Mm. How do you think that 
Aliens. Commun- yeah, well, okay, aliens, but maybe possibly, uh, you know, uh, intercontinental travel. Let's assume that. Could like be. Like Phoenicians were very busy. All right, so what then we, so these are all kind of like precursors to Christian Christian burials and, and things like that. And there's a, right. that, we are going to dig deeper into that because uh, Li- list, not literally though. listeners, my master's thesis and my unpublished dissertation dissertation which by the way i would like to put online for our fans oh god no (laughs) oh yes oh yes we'll make it available as a pdf no we'll get deeper into sort of the european medieval funerary and death ritual but one of the things that happens and happens throughout time is that when there are times of crisis and lots of fast death when death happens Ooh, quickly yeah. then we get a little slipshod with the you ritual do. you get a little slipshod with the ritual and then so, you well end up... we could really all just bury them all in this trench do, but that's here. what you have to do yeah because you don't have time to do like right um so one of the things that we we end up with and this is another subject that i think bears some discussion is that <laughs> um is that we in times of strife, there's there's a lot of stuff that does fall by the wayside. Absolutely. And there's a lot of anxiety that attends that. Oh, so they're like, oh, we didn't get to lay them to rest properly. Particularly for someone, say, in war, and particularly in modern war. Yeah. Where we didn't retrieve the body. Where there's absolutely no body left to retrieve. Yeah. So, so... Think about this, and this this is something kind of maybe where I want to uh, uh, maybe I want to lay off after this point. But w- one of the things to remember is that you know in the Revolutionary War, in the United, in the American Revolutionary War, right. and certainly in the American Civil War, oh. definitely in the First World War. Yeah, people just died wherever they died. No, and... people were just disintegrated. Yeah, they were, they were of just course. a pink mist. It's like they got they, hit by they, a they cannonball by, and they game were just over. gone. Yeah, and they are reported frequently as missing in action, presumed dead. Right. They know that they're dead. Yeah, come on, just declare they just them can't. Dead. They can't find enough any of them evidence that yeah. their body still exists, yeah. and they're just gone. And which and, is and a you peculiar have... modern phenomenon right it it really is because nobody ever got disintegrated by a sword no no i mean you were always able to you know probably find those bodies yeah. but in particularly in world war one where there's so much um crazy crazy carnage, carnage including people who would if they fell off the duck boards would sink into mud and just die Drown in Holy mud. Holy shit! What a horrible fucking way to go. And and their 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 buddies couldn't help them. They would yeah. just have to. And so you have these. Uh, right now, I mean, you can Whatever go online. Whatever part of the world that is, never go there. <laughs> Belgium. Yeah, <France>. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like wherever those hedgerows and tunnels and trenches are. No, don't I feel go like, there. No, I feel like you have to go there. Oh, and you no have way. to pay homage. To these people who who fought, died in mud, fought in that terrible yeah Passchendaele. Passchendaele was one of those horrible battles where it had been. I'll write them for another days. poem. Uh, you never green garden too. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've got that in um, Dulce Dulce Decorum. Yeah, but how do you know mine's not better? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. But what I my point here is is that can you imagine? This is a very shortly after the Victorian age, so very post Victorian, early Edwardian age. Yeah. And these Victuar- people, Victorian, vi- is what vi- we call Victorian, that. Victorian, <laughs> which is very still concerned with 
seeing how people die and making sure that you're commemorating their death. Because when you get into Western death ritual, which is what, what what we'll maybe talk about next time, and the way that people really thought that there was a very good way to die yeah. and that you had to see that death and witness it and bear and witness to the death it. and commemorate it. Yeah. And think about that where people just disappear. They yeah. step off of a board and they disappear. And they have very... So, what, what kind of landscape is that They where you have so much mud? Well, that's what it My was. My God! So, so then what ends up happening is that I think that there's a lot of anxiety. Oh, yeah. And, and, and um, sadness around the way that, 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 that people have to interact with death during right. that time. And... Uh, it to me when you listen to some of these men because one of the things that was great about World War One, well, actually even the the American Civil War, there are recordings of the American Civil War not as poignant um, because by that time they weren't asking them the tough questions. By right. but when they're interviewing World War One veterans in the middle of the last century in the fifties and the sixties, those guys were telling right true stories. Yeah. Um, let me tell you what the real shit is. Let me tell you is. what this was really like. Yeah. And I mean, some and of it them- was horrific. Some of them hedged, but there were some of them that are very poignant, and they talk about seeing people dying that way. And those guys How? are- Is it quicksand? Mark, it's deep mud. I mean, come on. No, it's what Rescue it people from mud. Mark, it's like terrible, thick- sucking mud that if you fall into it too, you're going under. I'm. J- you know what I'm doing? Let's fight the battle somewhere else. Like, let's not find a nice baseball field or something <laughs> with like let's, hard packed dirt. Can we just dirt. settle this with a yeah. soccer game, you yeah, guys? Yeah, like, come on. Can we just play some football? Right? <laughs> it's great. They did. They did at Christmas. I know. That's that right. Special that one time. Yes. Um, but anyway, played so, a bit of football. Proper football. So, so that's when you know there's a there's a shift, and we'll talk. I think let's let's use this as a teaser for what will come next All right. is the way that people encounter death and how that and how that changes over so we've talked about burial ritual yeah um and we've talked about uh we haven't really talked we've talked a little bit about what the kind of religions think right. think about but let's next episode um when we talk about death let's get into the idea of w- what religions tell us about death how we interact with it based on religion and then how we interact with it based on, um, you know, historical anomalies. It's interesting that we have this idea of good deaths versus bad. Oh, death. well, I, because death I, is death, right? It's no, the end. No, there's a very clear. And oh, we, I know we, there is. That, and that's going to be humans it. have a need to assign meaning, meaning to death. It doesn't right? even have to be meaning. You know, that in your heart, you have a way that you think, I, that's the way I want to go. Well, okay. I you even go, mentioned about it. Your yeah. dad had his I, ideal yeah. of and, way, exactly. the way that he, he wants he to He wanted go. to go without being a burden and basically in his sleep, which apparently he did. I would, I mean, I share that, but like, I don't have any idea like, oh, okay, I want to go heroically or with disease. You know, I don't, It. what difference does it make to me? None. Um, well, okay, because you have no... Because there's no religious. Because I'm thing not. For yeah, you. I'm not invested in. But You're even not, if you were say, okay, there's an afterlife, right? Why do you care how you get there? Well, but people did care. I know, and, and that's and, interesting. And I am telling to. I'm that's telling, interesting and to I, me. And I'm telling you that 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 time frame where the Victorian age ends, and 
really into the middle of last of the last century. Yeah. There's a very clear way, well, really at the end of the Victorian age. Okay. There's an idea of what is a good death. But we still have that a little bit like a heroic death, like at least he went out a hero or he sacrificed do himself. Do people really want for... a heroic I mean, do people really admire I don't know a heroic if people death do, anymore? but they we we definitely lionize it, right? Like he died, oh, yeah. but he went out heroically. Right. right? So we look. We Guess what? Will, Still dead. Right. We will look at. at there are there are certain um, people in the population who will say, "Wow, he died a hero." Right. Um. There are certain people who will say, "My way to die. If I can die, I just want to die fast. I don't want right. to feel pain. I just want to go. I want it to be right. done fast. Heart attack. I want to get out. lots of clicks on Instagram. No. <laughs> but then then there are other people who previously. In 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 pre modern and really honestly, I'm going to say it again. Right up until the Victorian age, they expected to witness a certain kind of death, and I yeah. will get into that in the next episode. Uh, I cannot wait. It's really fascinating. It was actually the entire topic of my master's thesis and my well, then you should unpublished crush dissertation. This. Um. All right, everyone. Thanks for sticking with us I know. <laughs> through this hey, very uplifting Sorry discussion. to be a little bit of a downer with the death talk, but uh, whatever. We hope, we hope you found it a little hey, bit interesting. Hey, guess what? It's going to happen to all of you, except for me, because I'm immortal. <laughs> whatever. In the end, there can be only one. That's right. His name is Mark Snedeker. <laughs> That's right. Doesn't have the ring of Duncan McLeod. It doesn't uh, It doesn't really, Connor but McLeod. and I don't even have a sword, but I still <laughs> feel like I might be immortal. <laughs> Just saying. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you very much for listening to us. We really appreciate it. I, I have nothing else. So I'm just going to say. I mean, say... it's death. What, what more is there? I mean. Ne plus ultra, <laughs> if you speak Latin. I am going to say goodnight. Uh, guten Nacht. Wow. Here we are with the. Oh, you started out with the foreign greetings. Now you're doing That's the right. foreign. That's right. I'm, outro. I switched things up. Nice. Wow. And now, fuck. What? There's a fly in here. Well, that's not my fault. God well, damn it. Actually, it probably is. Gross. All right, well, just calm down. I'll kill it when I have a second. Right. right. Well, can you catch and release? No. <laughs> I will kill the fly. Sheesh. All right. There's so... no catching and releasing. This is not some kind of like, you know, wimpy fishing expedition. We're going to kill the fly and we're going to put him on a little toothpick and put him outside to all of his other fly buddies know not to come <laughs> in here. Fucking Lord of the Flies. That's right. That's right. I'm going to have like a, a line, of like the Appian Way of like <laughs> dead fly bodies leading into Rome. Wow, did you just catch that in your hand? Oh my God, everyone. No, he didn't. It's right here. It's right there. You didn't catch it. You thought you caught it. Ugh. You thought you caught it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we had a spill, everyone. <laughs> my God. Did you spill it onto your... Thank God, did you still spill it onto mine? Shit. Okay. I know, but I don't know. How far do you think it went? Did you at least kill the fly? No. Ah! <laughs> oh, get it away from me. I don't want to look at his carcass. Okay, I, just calm down. Hurry up. Oh, he's not quite dead. Well, dead enough.